sort of sound level. I'm a bit quieter than Scott, so hopefully this is all right. But good morning, everyone. Um, as Scott said, I'm Jess. It's really wonderful to be here. And usually I spend my Friday nights down with the youth as a youth leader here at Vineyard, which I love. But I guess the main thing you need to know about me this morning is that I'm really excited to be talking about talking with you today about peace. And I kind of would have hoped that talking about peace, I'd be feeling a little more peaceful coming into this, but I always feel a bit nervous before speaking at church, which is probably a good thing. Um, so before we get started, I thought I'd just explain how unceremoniously perhaps I've ended up on this stage this morning. Scott just messaged our young adults chat and was like, does anyone want to speak on peace on the Sunday the 5th? So last Sunday, that was when we were meant to speak and no one else was available. So I was like, I'll do it, I guess. And then the dates got switched around, which actually ended up meaning that Scott was speaking on last Sunday and then I was speaking this Sunday. And in my notes, I've got that more of the young adults would be here this morning and really any of them could have spoken, but actually only two of them are here. So you're stuck with me, it seems anyway. But basically, if your expectations aren't met by this morning's talk, you've got to take it up with the other young adults and not me. But to put all of your hearts at peace, perhaps, about this message, I'd sort of started it earlier in the week and then I was just kind of working at it slowly. I was like, come on, Jesus, like, I really want to be talking about what you want me to be talking about this week. And then David Delaney sent me a text on yesterday morning or Friday morning? Yesterday morning. And he was like, oh, I'm really liking this devotion on peace at the moment. And it was the verses that I'd already included in my talk. So I feel like that was a nice kind of, yeah, you've got this going in the right direction. So hopefully it is. Hopefully. So as we proceed toward Christmas Day at a rather frightening pace, I don't know where the year has gone this year, we're embarking this morning on the second half of our Christmas Advent series, as you can see by our lovely posters up here. So Kirk, I'm pretty sure it was Kirk. Yeah, Kurt got us started the first week on a conversation on hope, and then Scott talked last week on love. And if you haven't listened to these, I'd really encourage you to hop online and um, catch up with these. They were really great messages, um, so give them a listen if you missed them. And then after this week's so and next week, Nicole will be finishing up the series with joy, I believe. So definitely don't miss that. That will be a wonderful message. Um, and this week, I'm talking on peace. And so I think, you know, peace gets thrown around a lot at Christmas time and during the year. And I think, you know, as something as a church, I think Vineyard, personally, I believe that Vineyard does these four things really well. I think, you know, the way that we, um, like, welcome each other on a Sunday morning and during the week, I think, is always so joyful. I think as a people, we love on each other unconditionally really well and obviously no church is perfect but I think Vineyard does these things pretty well and I also like to think that through um, the way that we pray and the way that we hope for miracles and healing we're people of hope and of um, belief that God's going to come through and then I also really think that through the work that we do with the Mercy Centre and in the community we're a people of peace we like to um, really spread the peace that we find in God with the community and um, the wider people of Pine Rivers. So I just thought I'd add that. So um, to get us started with this conversation on peace, I thought I'd ask a few pretty simple questions to all of you guys. So who is feeling particularly peaceful this morning, this beautiful, sunny 
Sunday morning. Put your hand up. Yeah, a few of you. That's good. Great. Wonderful. But perhaps we have a strangely peaceful group of people here because, you know, we have a relationship with Jesus. So who is feeling particularly peaceful about all of the upcoming events with the relatives and the friends and all the people that ask you the same questions every year when you see them on those two occasions? Who's feeling particularly peaceful about those events? Well, I can see less hands, but there's still some hands. That's good. That's good. Who perhaps is feeling particularly peaceful about all the money that gets spent at this time of year? Because it can be quite an expensive month of the year. No hands at all. What? Oh, there's a couple of hands. That's good. Well, you guys don't fit the definition of what I had next, but I figured if you had your hand up for all three things, you were either under the age of 16 or lying, perhaps. Or maybe you're quite theologically savvy, Corey, potentially, and understand that what I'm describing more attains to perhaps a worldly understanding of peace or maybe being more relaxed or the state of being calm, perhaps. So let's call it the world's peace. I think that's what we're feeling about those events, if you had your hand up all three, which is only two people. So I think people who love Jesus and have a relationship with Jesus talk a lot about peace, don't they? I have a fairly sizable worship playlist on Spotify. It's 48 hours and 57 minutes of worship songs. And when I typed in peace into the search bar, a whole bunch of those songs came up. Either peace was in the title or peace was in the album name or peace was in the band who'd done the song. And then my second worship playlist, which is a little bit smaller on Spotify, is named Peace Like a River, Flow Over Me. And the Flow Over Me is capitalized mostly for dramatic effect, but also because it's the Spotify playlist that I go to when I feel like I need a little bit more peace or when I feel like I am feeling quite peaceful. It's a very like peaceful, just, you know, acoustic um, worship playlist. But I think this is quite common in Christian circles. We talk about peace. We listen to songs about peace. You know, peace is a really present um, word or feeling that, you know, we feel like we should be quite comfortable with, I guess, as Christians. But I think, however, that when Jesus said, as written in John 14, verse 27, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He wasn't referring to a peace as something we should access or fill up on when we need to just feel a little bit more peaceful or a little bit more calm. I think Jesus was saying, heck, the world will get really stressful and sometimes the world will feel really calm and really good. But the peace that Jesus gives us, the peace that he is giving us is not fleeting and it does not come and go. And we find this peace in Jesus. Ultimately, the world's peace is situation dependent and it can fluctuate a little bit. Whereas Jesus' peace, the peace we find in our relationship in Jesus, is irrelevant of situation and is unconditional. We are at peace during the good and we are at peace during the bad. In John 14 verse 27, the verse I just read, after talking about the peace that Jesus gives us, Jesus says, we should not let our hearts be troubled. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, but this world is chaotic. I think we just have to look at the last year in the media, in the news, 
to realize that, you know, there's some really hurting people in the world. There's some really sad people. And sometimes things go on in our world that we just can't grapple with. We just can't really understand. And it hurts us. It really hurts us. How are we meant to not let our hearts be troubled when these things are going on around us? So how do we actually allow the Prince of Peace to invade our so often troubled hearts? And how can we experience this peace irrelevant of the situation? I've decided to separate the peace found in Christ this morning into three experiences of peace that I'm going to briefly touch on this morning. So first one will be peace with God, and then the second is peace in God, and the third is peace with others. So let's get started. So peace with God. So despite the peace that God gives us being quite beyond our comprehension, um, you know, most like most of the gifts of God, it's not beyond our grasp. And this is the important thing. And we can access this peace through Jesus. So this takes us right back to the crucifixion, which I know is the other holiday and we're in Christmas, but we're going to talk about Easter for a little bit. So Jesus died on the cross with the sins of the world on his shoulders. Three days later, he rose again, conquering death. We all, I'm sure, are quite familiar with this story. And when we accept that this truly happened, when we accept that Jesus is our king and he died and rose again for our sins... Um, Romans 4 verse 23 to 24 says that we are credited with the righteousness of Christ. And Romans 5 goes on to read, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the very best thing is that when we do sin, which will happen day in, day out, I'm very guilty of it and I'm sure there's a few in the audience who are too, our peace with God doesn't get cancelled or withheld because Jesus took care of that whole transaction on the cross. And thank goodness our human condition doesn't render our salvation null and void every time we fall short of the perfection that is Jesus. Because we'd need to be asking for a lot of peace if that was the case. So what happens to our peace with God that we're, you know, assured of by our relationship with Christ during times of uncertainty? Because I don't know about you, but I'm definitely not convinced and don't think I could truthfully say that when things get really tough, peaceful is what I would really describe myself as feeling. Romans 15 verse 13 reads, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I think the key to this, the key to our peace being irrelevant of situation is that our love for Christ leads us to his peace and then the peace with God that we receive through that relationship with Christ leads us to hope. John 10 verse 10 reads, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. In Christ, we find a hope that the life we live on earth, however many years we get, is just the beginning of eternity with the Father. And the hope and understanding that if this is the case, the uncertainties that shake our humanly understanding of peace or our world's peace are truly temporary worries that are up against a peace that spans all of eternity, that we have access to for all of eternity. The peace we have with God 
is what guarantees us of the hope of what's to come. And I think that's how we can you know, navigate through those things that shake our understanding of our current situation of peace, if that makes sense. So that brings us to the peace of God. So we've just discussed how the death and resurrection of Christ brought us into a peace with God. But despite this, when life spirals out of control, despite us knowing that we have access to that peace with God, I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that, just, you know, even if we know it in our mind, the peace of God, that, you know, earthly sense of peace can sometimes feel quite distant. And I don't think that's a you know, bad thing to say either. It's just life and being human. I'm certain that everyone in this room could recount a period in their life where they have felt distant from peace, despite their understanding of the eternal promise of peace that comes in Jesus. I like to think I am quite a peaceful person. I'm definitely a passionate person, but I think I'm quite peaceful. You know, I think I have a pretty good grasp at the ripe old age of 24, that the promise of peace that I find in my relationship with Christ, and I think I, this often translates quite nicely into my life. I like to think, I don't know if some people pretty close to me would beg to differ, but anyway. And I think I'm often the one reassuring, you know, my circles of friends that, you know, we don't need to worry about that because it is totally out of our control. You know, I'm really like, I only like to worry about things that I feel like I have a hand in. And if not, I'm like, don't worry. It's like wasted energy. I also find that at uni when my friends are like, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to fail that exam or that subject. I'm like, you know, logically, are you in the bottom 5% of the cohort? No. Well, then you're not going to fail. You're going to be fine. And I like to really logically rationalize that through. I think I'm quite peaceful when it comes to these things. However, my whole life is apparently not quite immune to worry and feeling unpeaceful about situations, of not feeling close to the peace of God. And I find time to time that I can become quite paralyzed by a health anxiety, which I don't know if my studies in medicine are really helping, but it's pretty bad. In these moments, my normally very logical way of thinking and of, you know, rationalising out why we don't need to worry about the situation goes, well, flies right out the door. In fact, it doesn't even fly out the door. It probably hops on a plane and leaves a different country because I, like, I look at myself after and I'm like, what was happening, Jess? And the funny thing is, like, if someone else came to me with the worries that I have, particularly around health anxiety, I'd be like, oh, you're fine. Like, you know, see if it goes away in a week and I'd leave it at that. But with myself, I can't really do that, I find, particularly when I'm, you know, quite stressed about other things. And in these moments, the very last thing I'm thinking or feeling is that I'm at peace, despite knowing that I am at peace with God. And I think the truth is that despite our understanding of the Father, we are still very susceptible to the worries and the concerns of this world. And that's because we're human. And to make matters worse, our concerns and our sin get in the way of us recognizing and choosing to trust in God with those worries and concerns. We worry, we complain, we fret about things that could become a worry. Like, isn't that the most bizarre thing? They're not even a worry yet. And yet we're like, oh my gosh, this could happen. And it's a disaster. 
But when we submit these worries to God, our kind, our good Father, we allow room, for lack of a better world, word, not world, word, to experience the perfect peace of Christ. When we give our burdens and our hardships to God, His peace is able to come and flood our heart and our minds. And this is the peace of God. We already have the peace or peace with God, but our peace of God that we can feel is able to come and, um, you know, make us really reassured of that peace. Philippians 4 verse 6 to 7 reads, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, repetition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If we are a follower of Christ, we can find comfort and hope in the fact that we're at peace with God. However, I encourage you to really seek the peace of God today. And there might be some time for that after. And so that brings us to the third point, peace with others. So particularly, this can be quite pertinent at this time of the year, I think. You know, a year of built-up emotions and things not said and families can really come to the fore at Christmas time when you're forced to all be together. I know it can be quite the case in our family. (laughs) And we often look for peace in our relationships. You know, a peaceful relationship is a good relationship. A relationship where you're not always argy-bargy and you can just, you know, sit and be. That's like a very good relationship, whether that's with your family, your friends, your spouse, anyone your colleagues at work, anyone. And we know deep down that in order to achieve this peaceful relationship with people, be it people that we really love or people that we really struggle to love, the easiest way to do that is to ensure that we have a good peace of God flowing through us, that we are right in line with the peace of God. And then that can flow through and we can show this peace to the people that we do life with. However, I know that if I have neglected to hand over a particular situation to God, when I see that person, is this, yeah, perfect. Awesome. So where was I? Oh, yes. So if I've neglected to hand over a situation to God that's been happening in my life, if I'm really holding on to it, I know that personally I can find it really difficult to, when I see that person, really feel at peace with that person. You know, I've got all these thoughts coming to my mind and I'm like, oh, but they did this, they said that. You know, that could have meant this, probably didn't, but we're human. And I find it really difficult to be peaceful with that person, to show the peace of God flowing through my life for that person. Sorry, I just forgot where I was. Ah, and so additionally, I think we can often get a little bit caught up in a my way or the highway kind of mindset with people that we do life with. And this refusal to meet people halfway in whatever situation can often result in a lack of peace in that situation. Finally, it can be really, really hard to feel peaceful, and I totally get this, toward people that have hurt us, towards people that have caused us pain or caused someone that we love pain. It can be really, really difficult. 
And if we're not quite ready to give that to God yet, if we don't feel like, you know, we're at the point where we can really truly forgive that person, it can almost feel impossible to feel peace in our heart toward them. And the reality is, sometimes, even if we have given the situation to God and, you know, we feel that things are resolved, it can still be really hard when you see that person to feel, you know, complete peace toward that person, despite, you know, you feeling like you've really handed it over to God. And I think, you know, people are people and not every relationship is always going to be salvageable, but I think we you know, there's a peace of God for people. And, you know, if we can bring that through our relationship with them, that's a blessing to them. And so we should try. So ultimately, however, the people in our lives that we find it really difficult to be at peace with are not the enemy. And we all know this. The true enemy loves it when we quarrel, when we accuse, when we argue with each other when we separate ourselves from experiencing the peace of God with others. When we blame people and circumstances for our struggles and for our stress and our lack of peace, we give the problem control over whether we feel peace in our situation, whether we feel peace in our lives. When really, we know that there's only one bringer of peace, and that's the Prince of Peace, Jesus. You know, no circumstance, no person, no stress, really has control over our peace. So we're invited into peace with God when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. And we are then able to experience the peace of God when we allow Jesus to lead our lives. And yet this doesn't always equate with perfection. And I know that a lot of people in this audience can attest to their lives not being perfect. I definitely can as well. And the truth is that until we reside in our heavenly homes, we cannot know or experience perfection. Pastor of Elevation Church, Stephen Furtick, wrote, If I'm going to live at peace, I've got to surrender my expectation of perfection. Peace isn't found in a place or in a set of circumstances that are problem-free. While earth is our home, we will always experience hardship and difficulties. We'll go through seasons of pain, be that painful relationships, painful economic situations, painful you know, physical pain due to deteriorating health. Stephen Furtick goes on to say, however, that it's not that he, Jesus, delivers me from it, it's that he meets me in it. Jesus meets us in our deepest time of need with an unexplainable, unfathomable and inexplicable peace. During unspeakable pain, be that in whatever circumstance, we can experience a calmness or a peace of God through our relationship with God. When we're unsure of how we might pay the next bill, we can be amazed of God's provision in our lives and we can rest in that. When our health is in jeopardy and we don't know when or if healing is coming, we can continue to live our lives in a serene peace with the hope of what's to come. And that's the peace of God. And it's so far removed from any peace that worldly circumstances can temporarily give us. John 16 verse 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. 
while God doesn't always take us out of the valley, He will always bring us through the valley. Often it is in these moments of uncertainty that Jesus is able to demonstrate us His true character. And that's one of power, of love, of provision, and of peace. So this morning I've described a peace beyond our understanding, but well within our grasp, a perfect peace. And while it may be beyond our comprehension, I don't think it's always beyond our articulation. And I think there are, you know, everyone in this room would be able to describe, you know, how they are assured of the peace of God in their life. So I'm going to describe some examples of what the peace of the Father feels or looks like to me this morning. And I encourage you to have a think as you're sitting down of what it feels and looks like to you to know and experience the peace of God and peace with God in your life. So I've got some verses and then just some thoughts as well. So Matthew 11 verse 26 says, Come to me, all who are tired and weary and heavily burdened, and I will give you rest. I think, you know, that verse always just feels like a big sigh of like relief to me. Like I think rest in God is truly like a physical manifestation of his peace you know, that we can find rest in this Father of ours, I think is despite our heavily burdened, heavily burdened, sorry, human nature. My second one is that when we surrender our expectations of our lives to God and we instead embark on his plan for our life, I think that is also a, you know, earthly kind of manifestation of the peace of God, that we can surrender our efforts, our trying, um, and just, you know, start to walk in the path that God has set out for us rather than one that we would try and create for ourselves. I think that is a earthly manifestation of the peace of God. Isaiah 4 verse 32 says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. And so this speaks to the peace of God in the midst of pain, in the midst of heartache, in the midst of really hard times in our lives, and we, that we can be assured that despite these circumstances, God is going to be right there next to us the whole way. And then lastly, I think the fact that we can, and I feel like it was talked a lot in like kids' church kind of time, you know, that really um, beautiful picture of us gathering up the things that have been troubling us and directly handing them over to the Father, placing them in his hands, I think that is such a beautiful picture of the peace of God as well, that he is willing and has been willing since he went to the cross and before that to take up all of our troubles and take them on as his own so that we can continue knowing that God's looking after those troubles. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to, um, maybe if we all stand, I might pray. So as we pray, I think it'd be really awesome if we could be thinking about those, how we know when we're feeling the peace of God in our lives. Um, Be that, you know, in hard times, in really lovely times, in all times. So if we could um, bow our heads. So Jesus, I just thank you that in you, Lord, in our relationship with you, Jesus, that we are reassured of our peace with you, Lord, and that this peace is unconditional And, you know, although it surpasses our understanding, Lord, we are able to access it, Jesus, through you. 
Jesus, I thank you that through that, Lord, we have a peace of God on our lives that is irrelevant of situation, is independent of circumstance, Jesus, that, you know, despite the highs and the lows, Lord, I thank you that our lives are covered and are filled with this peace. And Jesus, I know that sometimes as humans, we can feel distant from that peace or things can happen in life that make us feel like we are removed from that peace. So Jesus, I just pray that this morning, Lord, you'll break down those barriers in people's lives, Jesus. I pray that your peace will feel so close to everyone in this congregation, Lord, that it will be tangible, that we will be filled with a hope that comes from this peace, Jesus, that despite circumstances that might happen in our lives, Lord, we can hope for what is to come, Lord. And that is a eternity with you that is filled with perfect peace, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, I pray that you'll come, Lord, and come and minister to people, Jesus, that they will be able to feel the peace in their lives, Lord, that comes only from you, Jesus. And while worldly peace can be temporarily satisfying, Jesus, I thank you that we have your peace, which is constant, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. More, God. Thank you, Jesus. I just pray, Lord, that you'll be filling the minds of people in this room with vivid pictures or words of their peace, Jesus, of what peace looks and feels like to them, Lord, so that when, you know, times get really rough, Jesus, we can grab on to those reminders of how you show us that you're with us and that we have your peace, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Just had, um, as Jess was speaking, just felt like the Lord was saying to people in the room that um, the fight is over. I had that word coming over and over. The fight is over. In Jesus, you are welcomed by the Father. The fight for your soul is over because Jesus came to the earth. He lived in relationship with the Father. He died and he rose again. The fight is over if you want to receive his peace today. It's available to you. You don't have to earn it. And that's the part about the fight is over. If you are striving and striving to earn God's love in different ways, the fight is over. The fight's over. Jesus did it all for you. You can come into a relationship with him because of him, because of Jesus. And if that's you this morning, I, I just simply want you to raise your hand right where you are this morning. You can just raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. I need that peace. I need to know that the fight is over, that I am welcomed into relationship with Jesus. That's good. Good. So just for those who didn't hear that, there was a, a picture of the, a sense of, of running through a field and, and being free in relationship with Jesus. And that was, it ties into the second thing I had. And if this is you, I want to encourage you to come out the front this morning. As, as I say it, you can come and get prayer. We've got people that will pray for you. But that is peace um, through the presence. 
So it's with Jesus now on your daily life. The presence of Jesus is here in the, in the, in the form of the Holy Spirit. That the fight is over for your soul and now day in, day out, through the presence of the Lord, you can move and walk with him and have his peace in your life. So if that's you and you need more of the presence of God in your life this morning, come on forward, maybe down the right-hand side. And the third thing that Jess prayed about and spoke about was peace with other people. Peace with God is deeply tied to our relationship with other people. I'm going to leave it at that and let you think about that. But that's a reality and you can go listen to my message on love last week. The two go hand in hand. Jesus said it really clearly. If you are in a place where you need the peace of God through relational circumstances going on, I want to encourage you to come out the front. We want to pray with you this morning and seek God together.